We are at the 2009 U.S.-Africa Business Summit. It's sponsored by the Corporate Council on Africa, which was established in 1997. It is the largest U.S.-Africa business collaboration. Very happy to have a have a wonderful panel with us today of uh, guests. Uh, we're going to kick things off with uh, Mark Cavalier, the Executive Vice President for North America for South African Airways, which is Africa's largest global carrier. From there, we will speak to a corporate responsibility expert, uh, Samantha Taylor of Reputation Dynamics, and she's going to talk to us about some of the core values that we espouse on the uh, Traveling on Radio Show, global citizenship, and and all of those things that corporations can do to to have sound ethical practices. From there, we will turn the focus to agribusiness and talk to the CEO of Novus, uh, Thad Simmons. And last but not least, uh, Peter roll. Greenberg, <laughs> a CBS travel editor. And I'm sure many people know Peter Greenberg out there. He's uh, well-traveled, well-schooled in every area of travel. He's uh, put out some great programming recently. And we're going to talk to him about Africa and some of the opportunities here. And, if- and of course, don't forget to uh, connect with us on Facebook and Twitter and sign up for our weekly travel deals and our newsletter from our website at travelnradio.com. That's travel, N as in Nancy, radio.com. And I look forward to, uh, to seeing you throughout uh, on today's show and uh, certainly uh, on Facebook and Twitter, which is where I met Peter. Peter and I are Facebook friends. Good, good. We'll, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll follow up with him in a personal way instead of through the virtual way. <laughs> If you want to get to Africa, there's really one leading carrier from the United States to Africa, and it is South African Airways. And South African Airways offers service from New York JFK and Washington Dulles uh, to Johannesburg via Dakar in some instances. And we have with us Mark Cavalier, the Executive Vice President of North American for South African Airways. Mark, welcome to the Traveling On Radio Show. Good morning, Ian and Tanya. It's delightful to be here. Thank you very much. for And uh, we are happy to have you here. Uh, we had the opportunity to fly uh, South African Airways uh, uh, in 2006 when we visited South Africa. And so we were uh, very happy to have the convenient service that uh, your carrier provides. And uh, Mark, if... Uh, you can talk to us about South African Airways and and the service that really connects North America to South Africa and much of the continent. Absolutely. It's a subject that uh, is near and dear to us, that's for sure. <laughs> um, we began flying out of Washington, Dulles, uh, to South Africa just a little over four years ago, and it's been a tremendously successful market to us. Obviously, the general or the metropolitan Washington area here has a varied interest group between uh, business travel, associations, government organizations, large leisure travel, and then what we call the VFR market, visiting friends and relatives, people Mm -hmm. that are traveling back and forth uh, to visit loved ones or or home country. So uh, the Washington service, and it does operate every day, you leave uh, the flight departs at about uh, 540 every evening out of Washington, Dulles does make a quick stop in uh, Dakar in Senegal on the way down and through Dakar and through that gateway we service the Western African region uh, and then it's uh, it's on the ground for about 45 minutes in, in Dakar you stay on the airplane so you don't have to worry about getting on getting off the aircraft and then uh, on down into Joburg so uh, that's that's been very popular now that service just began uh, just a little over four years ago but in fact the airline is celebrating uh, two pretty significant milestones this year 
First of all, the airline is uh, 75 years old this year. We started oh flying goodness. 75 years. Yes, we're up there in the ranks of uh, the single-digit airlines uh, <laughs> that have been around that long. That's a, that's a lot of experience flying over, uh, over African skies and uh, connecting the world to Africa. And then uh, similarly, we celebrated our 40th anniversary. It was 40 years ago that we began flying from South Africa to the United States. So uh, kind of two major milestones for us. The Kennedy flight uh, does operate daily. The JFK flight is a nonstop flight. Mm-hmm. Um, it leaves every morning at about 11.30, gets you into Johannesburg at uh, about 8.30 in the morning, the following morning. And that flight, uh, because of the timing on that aircraft, that concentrates on connecting not only throughout all of South Africa, but also the sub-Saharan region. So that hits our morning bank of flights that just connects northbound out of Johannesburg. So whether you're going on to Luanda or going on to uh, uh, Mozambique, uh, Zimbabwe, Mm -hmm. uh, Botswana, uh, any any of the countries Namibia in the region, so it has outstanding connections from there, and that's been very popular too. Business travelers particularly like that because for those who are particularly time sensitive, it is nonstop. Right, and it, it gets and right in there, and earlier in the day too. And so, that's a new service. I think you just started not too long ago. That the, the nonstop. The timing changed on right. it. Yes, and okay. uh, the the nonstop is new. That that flight did uh, make a stop in the past. But uh, so what we're trying to do is we're trying to be sensitive to the desires and the needs of of the entire market. We have mm-hmm. nonstop flight for those that are more time sensitive leaves earlier in the morning, then we have another flight later in the afternoon or the evening. So individuals have an opportunity to uh, to make uh, connection choices there. Plus, we also have connection flights throughout the United States that fly into either, particularly Washington Dulles here is our number one connection point. Mm-hmm. We do that as a Star Alliance carrier. Mm-hmm. We do that in conjunction with code sharing that we do with United Airlines. Uh, that's been particularly popular here in the Washington area because so many residents here in the Washington area, whether for business or leisure purposes, they carry that United Mileage Plus card. Well, we do. Okay. <laughs> so it's, it's amazing because one trip down to Johannesburg will put about 16,000 miles on that Absolutely. card. We have, and, we've, uh, we've seen the benefits of that. Well, uh, and, and incidentally, I just wanted to share with Mark that we celebrated our um, honeymoon a year after our marriage because we did a destination wedding, but we celebrated in South Africa. And so we did that, uh, that Joburg uh, or the uh, New York to uh, Dakar to Cape Town uh, jaunt. And, um, and I don't know how the, uh, the, the staff found out that we were celebrating our honeymoon unless a little birdie, i.e. Ian, uh-huh. told them, but, uh, but they treated us to a bottle of champagne. And so we, we oh, had a wonderful, we had a wonderful experience on South African Airways oh. and looking forward to, uh, to traveling again. Now, Mark, are your your major hubs, are they East Coast primarily? They are, because we want to be able to provide from the East Coast gateways the most direct and the most convenient sure. flights. You know, if, if you come from distances further west, then just because of the stage length of the flying. For mm-hmm. example, the nonstop flight alone is over 15 hours. So yeah. um, you don't get Ooh. much further than that in airtime. Now... On the one hand, yes, it is 15 hours, <laughs> but the other side of it is it's also the fastest way to get the furthest distance on the planet. Mm-hmm. I mean, we are talking about going all the way around the right. world. And, you know, this is a journey that, that used to take months. So, right, uh, yeah. right. <laughs> and, people, and a lot of swimming. And people uh, don't yeah, realize yeah. how large the continent of Africa yeah. is. When we landed in Dakar, it was still an eight-hour flight from Dakar to Cape Town. That's a heck of a... I mean, that's... Tanya, it's a, it's a funny thing that you should mention that because <laughs> to put it all into perspective, that's exactly the distance. Mm-hmm. You can land, you fly from eight hours from here to Dakar uh, if you're taking the, uh, the one-stop flight, 
And then you continue the other 51% of right. the journey yeah. from, right. from across the continent. Yeah. Down to, down to, well, you're talking about a continent that right. is, uh, you know, it's, it's 10 times the size of Europe. It's four times the size of the mm-hmm. United States. So it's, it's a massive area, uh, mm-hmm. but it also is filled with, with wonderment of, of experiences, of things to do, of things that you're only going to be able to explore in that part of the world. And, and I think what's happening is people are more conscientious now of experiential travel, mm-hmm. of travel that means something other than let's do you know, nine countries in 12 days. No, that's, that's just not it anymore. People are looking for something that has more meaning to right. them. And as a result of that, people are doing things like going to places that mm-hmm. in the past used to be considered either beyond reach exotic or beyond reach expensive or beyond reach uh, complicated to get to. Right. Now we try to demythify all of that and make it easier, closer, faster, and more affordable. Mm -hmm. So people get out and then do things, including things like volunteerism and humanitarian travel and touching on the whole concept of of CSR and how do we give back. I mean, there's major corporations throughout the United States now that – be it from a corporate standpoint or corporations uh, having individuals on their staff that are just excited to get involved in doing things Mm -hmm. like this to to reach out and to give back. So I think if you combine the experiential uh, aspect of it plus the sense of traveling for purpose, uh, that has just opened up a whole new genre of interest uh, and no place more exciting than, uh, than, than the African continent. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, Mark, one of the uh, things about having a, a global carrier like South African is that you, you serve markets all over, and you've got constituencies from Europe to North America to uh, some of the East Asian com- uh, countries as well. And as, as a gateway carrier, not just for South Africa, but in many ways for uh, uh, much of uh, Sub-Saharan Africa, uh, service is very important, and talk to us about uh, about uh, about about your gateway hub in Johannesburg, which has undergone some transformations, and we know that a lot of preparations have been made to make the airport more passenger friendly, particularly in light of uh, the 2010 World Cup. Talk mm-hmm. to us about some of those changes. Absolutely. So I think uh, the uh, the coming of the World Cup that uh, actually begins mid-June next year, that certainly did a lot to, to expedite some of that, but plans were already in progress to further upgrade the facilities. Now, at OR Tambo Airport, the, uh, the main airport in Johannesburg, which is our hub and our mm-hmm. gateway throughout the entire sub-Saharan region, the airport has just gone, undergone a very, very significant major remodeling project, which included developing a new central terminal, mm-hmm. Terminal B, which has allowed us to concentrate all of South African Airways operations all into one brand mm-hmm. new terminal. So you no longer have a domestic terminal, an international terminal, a regional terminal. Everything is under one roof in a very, very uh, contemporary mm-hmm. uh, brand new facility with all the latest automation in it. And it's bright, it's airy, it's mm-hmm. open. Um, so it's got a very uh, welcoming feeling. It has a very uh, distinctive uh, South African flavor to it. But no doubt in your mind, you're in a very, very first world, uh, next generation technology facility there. But that's not just limited to Tambo Airport either. The Cape Town Airport mm-hmm. uh, is being remodeled right now, quickly okay. approaching finalization on that. And then in Durban, which will be another one of the major venues for the World Cup, it's an entirely brand new airport, the new King Shaka, Shaka. Airport. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and uh, that one I, I've uh, touched and seen the plans. I haven't actually put on the hard <laughs> hat and walked through it as yet. Uh, but it's all very exciting. 
exciting for us because what it does is it allows the world to come and visit us in Africa and see that you know what we have to offer through South Africa, Southern Africa, um, is a blending of, of two very wonderful worlds, very contemporary, very modern, uh, very technology-focused, but at the same time, you know, you're talking about touching and visiting the cradle of humanity as well. I, I, I just have to ask, has, uh, are there any plans to revamp kind of the, the customs and uh, the customs area? Because when we, um, when we went through that, trying to, to come back, returning uh, from uh, South Africa uh, back home, um, it was very clustered, yes. and, and I felt like I was in China, actually. I mean, I, I, it didn't yeah. bother me because I lived through China. I lived in China, yeah. and so I was kind of used to that. But has that area uh, been... Absolutely a whole new experience. Okay, that has great. been remodeled as well as part of the terminal. So now you have a new... Uh, uh, international arrivals area, okay. a new customs hall, a new immigrations facility. So I think you're going to have a much more pleasant and expedient experience going through there. Well, yeah. I think the traveling on radio show needs to revisit just just so we can, you know, for research purposes. <laughs> uh, I'm afraid we can't do anything for well, at least until tonight's flight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, we'll we'll be on there with you. Um, real quickly, Mark, the uh, a lot of corporations, you know, we see a lot of uh, um, initiatives being made to. Um, uh, make uh, uh, green initiatives, I guess. Yes. Uh, what is South African Airways doing uh, to uh, to not leave such a, you know not leave a uh, a negative footprint or to leave a positive footprint on our on our planet? Uh, we have a number of initiatives that are underway and, and not limited just to the actual aircraft and the flying itself, though you may be familiar with uh, one of the world's leading uh, fuel uh, diversity companies, and Sasol Fuel in South Africa mm-hmm. has been working on pioneering some some new, much more uh, uh, green-friendly and uh, uh, carbon-adverse uh, fuels. So that's in the works right now. But also we have a number of other programs that have just as much impact, whether it be through recycling, whether it be through employee awareness programs, whether it be through energy conservation programs. So there's a number of different things that are going on. And we actually, from the standpoint of our employees, we encourage them to practice that not only while they're at work, but also to inculcate that into their personal lives as well. Well, Mark, we uh, thank you for being with us today on the Traveling On Radio Show and sharing all that South African Airways is and what it uh, offers to the traveling public. And when we come back, We are going to speak to Samantha Taylor of Reputation Dynamics, and we're going to talk about the issue of corporate and social responsibility, global citizenship, and corporate ethics, and and how that's impacting uh, the continent, and uh, uh, get some more insights into those matters. You're listening to the Traveling On Radio Show from the 2009 U.S. Africa Business Summit in Washington, D.C.